forever. Dog. Though hell should bar the way. This week on the podcast, Mary Downing Hans, Look For Me by Moonlight. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katei. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are talking about our first Mary Downing Hong, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Late to the game. Uh, Look for me by Moonlight. Uh, a, I think her most famous would be Wait Till Helen Comes. This is a little bit, excuse, older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. I liked it too. And also to all you freaks that are going to be messaging us and talking about, well, why didn't you cover Wait Till Helen Comes? We're going to. Mm-hmm. We're just slowly getting into the pool of Mary Downing Hahn with first an older book and then yeah. and then Wait Till Helen Comes, which is skews a little younger. But we are covering it in the yeah. future. It's on our calendar. So shut up. <laughs> shut like, up, all you Hahn heads. <laughs> there's like three people that are like, geez, okay, sorry. God, I brought it up. <laughs> Six years ago. Once. Once. <laughs> Calm down. Um, no, yeah, we, we will be covering that. Uh, yep. But this one is, um, wow, I, neither of us have read this, correct? Correct. It'd be so funny if you're like, no, you have. <laughs> you did. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and this is like a pretty, like, spot on mapping of like being fucking molested and assaulted and groomed by, by like, like a your family friend. dad's friend at night yeah at yeah. night in the house that you are sharing with your parents and nobody fucking believes you yep, yep. i mean and just the thing replace is, vampire with uh <laughs> sexual assault mm-hmm. when well, he does do that to her anyway because he like coerces her with like magic and shit mm-hmm. like vampire magic but yeah, like it's so the I felt for Cinda so much. She is annoying at times, but like But like a very relatable yeah. teenage annoying. Yeah. And I, I think like people that come to this book, because there are some negative reviews that are like, this isn't um it's not like fun, basically. Like uh whoever like Twilight or whatever. Fun. And I'm like, this isn't this book, you, I feel like you are, even though it's like, vampires oh, he's so aren't sexy. always fun. Vampires have, are usually not fun. And this guy, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just that we are closer to Vincent's age than to Cinda's age. And like, we're both reading this for the first time. So, like, immediately I was like, get this man out of the fucking house. Yeah. I was like, he's disgusting. He's a creep. He's gross. And I think Mary, uh, what what's her face? What, Mary Downing, Mary Downing Han. Han does a really good job of making that clear to the reader, even as yes, Cinda is very drawn to him. Yes, and does it manages to do it without making Cinda feel stupid? Because he, because she is a normal teenage girl to think. Because at first she's like, oh, he. There's just no way he would be interested in me because, like, he thinks I'm too young and blah 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 blah. He's like so handsome and worldly, and and he's a I'm poet, just a dumb idiot who forgot to ch- check that my shoe was tied. <laughs> that I felt bad when she was embarrassed and tripped on her shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I felt like, okay, her parents sucked. Her. They did, but I did appreciate that. I mean, they, they get a pass because they're under his sway. Yeah. But yeah. they do suck. They do suck. I mean, they're, they're, they're letting her down, but it's because of supernatural. He yeah. has a supernatural power over them. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read the back of the book before we get to In the Weeds? Yes. Cute. When the mysterious Vincent Morthanos arrives to stay at her father's inn, 16-year-old Cinda is mesmerized. His charm and sensitivity are irresistible. His attentiveness is constant. Oh, yeah, that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, Cinda's sure she's in love. Daring to hope the stranger shares her feelings, Cinda is innocently blind to who he really is or to the terrible danger of coming under his spell. Ooh. Um, the fact that he preys on the fact that she feels like nobody's in her corner. He does that so well. He's so and, sneaky and tricky. And the fact that he admits like, yeah, you're like perfect for that. That's what all the other girls were like too. Like they didn't have anybody. And so I, he like isolates them even more so that anyone trying with an olive branch, they're like, oh, that's just fake because like I know the truth because Vincent, he's like playing off of a teenager's lack of like being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes. So it's like, oh, well, you know, you were always right. You're always right. You're you're so da da da. Even and though like I think playing into the drama and like main character yes. ness of it all. So it's like she so what it is, her parents divorced when she was six because her dad fell in love with a student. Mm. And she is right to call yes. Susan on the yes. fact that she was also way younger than her dad when they got together. Yes. I liked that she made that. I liked that, that parallel. That she called on that, yeah. Because also I feel like what Mary Downing Hahn is kind of saying is like, even a lot of you normal guys are doing this shit. And also that like, that's what was modeled for her. Yeah. Her older yeah. dad fell in love with a younger woman. And like on some level, I'm sure not evilly, but on some level, her dad probably was doing the same thing to Susan, like in being like entering the, the situation. Yeah. Entering the situation with so much more power, first of all, because he's her fucking teacher. Mm -hmm. And like we find out that she was like 18 or whatever. Like it was like so icky. But also like. I mean, I have to assume it was college at the very least. Even I think though, that they say she, she must have been at a one point that she was eighteen. Yeah, so it, she was. I think it yeah, was college. They for sure say eighteen, but um, I don't think it was high school eighteen. I think it was college. Yeah, 18. I think so too. Because also literature, you don't really take literature in yeah. high school. Yeah, it's called English. English. Um, but also like, I feel like a lot of times when guys that date teenagers. <laughs> When, like, men in their 30s date teenagers, A, you can't really call it dating, but B, they like, like, they like, like, oh, how, like, childlike and, like, da-da-da, like, oh, she needs oh, me to take care of I'm her. I'm introducing her to. Yes, and blah, blah. I'm yeah, forming this person. being a father, you fucking <laughs> creep. You freak. Like, yeah. literally, it's, you have a daughter, it's called you grooming. You this way. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's called grooming. You're doing that. Um, And I hesitate to use that word because i feel like it's been misused well, but this is what using this it is. correctly this is actual this is what grooming this is, this this is not just is... somebody being gay yeah. and teaching kids yeah this or is like actu the actual act of grooming is uh an older person yeah 
like turning a child into their like permanent subservient <laughs> their sexual partner yeah yeah and and also like this isn't an age difference of like 35 and 45 this is an age difference of a teenager and at th in this book because not only susan being 18 and then the dad being like mid-30s she is 16 and this guy is like you know human age 35 either late then, 20s or early 30s yeah and then like actually you know, a he's vampire, actually a vampire centuries like thousands of years old mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think maybe maybe he says 500 actually mm -hmm. I, I think thousands. he says 500 yeah um and yeah, he's so done like, this no to many wonder. girls yeah, he does this. He continually does this to specifically girls who st are at Underhill Inn mm -hmm. every sixty years. Which her dad and Susan bought. Dad's name is Jeff. Um, Jeff and Susan bought and run together. And Susan has already had. Susan and Jeff have already had a kid. Todd, he's five, and um, Susan is currently pregnant. Mm -hmm. And the dad did not tell uh cinda that susan's pregnant yeah, pretty messed up and even though cinda was looking at everything through a very me 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 lens at the beginning i did feel for her and i felt like her dad was not taking the time no not even with his own son relationship yeah no he's and like he's really like look i understand that you have a deadline for your book sir sure but like your pregnant wife has to run this in by herself. I know. What? Mm -hmm. Also, like he cooks at night, but during the day, she's like having to be on call to guests. Huh? I know. And 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 another thing that bothered me, I know that he was under the sway at this point, like looking back on it. But I don't know if he was if the enthrallment, like, actually influenced this specific behavior so when she at this point is like really unwell she's been being drunk from every night and we'll get to mm -hmm. that and her dad comes in and she's like can you please just stay in here with me please and he's like you're acting like a child and it's like because she is she's your child and she's outright saying like this is just like you when you left me when i was six and why did you leave me and i needed you and he doesn't address that at all he acts like she didn't say it yeah he it's it's a really cruel cold moment mm -hmm. and it i agree it like doesn't fully seem like it's just about him being under vincent's thrall no it seems like it's also just jeff being like a fucking cold-hearted asshole yeah who doesn't like, want to deal with the fact that like his daughter felt abandoned by him and he just doesn't want to deal with it. He's like, I thought you were, I thought you were adapting to the divorce better. And he's just like annoyed by her not being completely okay with all of his preferred life choices. And that's the annoying part. I'm just like, then why did you have fucking kids, bro? It seems like you don't want them. True. Because you seem annoyed. Like classic. He just wants to be able to like swoop in at night and have like story mm -hmm. time and then be like working all day and not have to deal with any kind of difficult emotional problems because it's when Todd is being a brat about Vincent being there because he senses that Vincent is evil. Mm -hmm. I'm in um, the cat. Rather than like listen, like talk it through with Todd 
And I understand Todd's five, and so like maybe he's not going to get it. But Jeff doesn't even fucking try. He's you just like, oh, why are you him. being like this? Don't mm-hmm. spill your milk. Like so annoying. Susan, get him out of here. Yeah. It's like, well, if yeah. he's and she's like, I think he has a cold. I don't think he's feeling well. And he's like, well, then he shouldn't be at the table. He should be in bed. Yeah. And I was like, he's oh. he's just so eager. Like he's like, ooh, another fellow like guy that I like intellectual that I can. Yeah, we can talk politics and oh and literature and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I I he and reminds me of my dad. There's Jeff does. I, I'm I'm sure that he is like. I mean, he feels like a very real person mm-hmm. that maybe Mary Downing Hunt has just also like dealt with. Classic divorced, remarried dad mm-hmm. archetype. Mm-hmm. He also, like, the the part that I really felt for Cinda, I mean, I felt for her a lot, but when she's, like, walking, first of all, what are all these outdoor walks? Five Five degrees? People don't do that. People don't go for walks in five degree weather. That was very weird to me. It's also like, I I do understand. Okay, so the high school is an hour and a half to two hours away. Mm-hmm. So I, on the surface, it seems like it makes sense that he just came up with like a homeschool plan for her. An unsupervised it, homeschool plan where he doesn't it, even. Yeah, he's not even teaching her. He's just like, here's your fucking study guides mm-hmm. I'm dropping on you. But it just seems like he wants her to stay isolated there. Or and he like doesn't even talk to her during the day. Well, because also I think it's like he, for me, it seemed more like he was like, well, she doesn't know how to drive around here, and like I don't want to drive her to school. So she could have been going with Will. I know. Will she also been going has with to Will. go. When I found out that, that Will was going, yeah, I, was I was like, like oh, well, then what? why the fuck is she here? Yeah, send her to school. I know. Unless, like, if he if he was the one who was wanting to teach her, and it was like a bonding opportunity for him, great. But that's not what it was. He so literally he, Jeff sucks. Jeff is a bad person. Um, thrall or no thrall? <laughs> yeah, because he sucks. Susan seems thrall. nice. I like Susan. Does Susan. seem nice. Susan's yeah. trying. Susan's trying, and Susan, when she's under the thrall, it's like very understandable. Like, okay. She's being like, and she fights it for longer than she does, than and him. she like continually she she remains as concerned about Todd and Cinda's health as mm-hmm. she would have been not under Vincent's thrall too. She's just, just like not she can't mm-hmm. she can't like fully devote herself to it because like he's keeping her from it. Yeah, but she seems just as concerned. Whereas the dad is like, oh, why aren't you better yet? I know this is so uh, this is so inconvenient for me that you're sick. I have my book deadline. Yeah. Oh, God, I fucking hate that. So when he, the, the moment that I really felt for her was, so she's like, of course, which of course, right? Of course she feels this way. She's a 16-year-old girl, first of all. Second of all, she's, her dad has not seemed interested in her well-being at all until she was shipped over there by her mom. So then she arrives. And so, of course, she's thinking he likes his new family more than me. I must be a burden, whatever. And they're out on their little... With. Like, to a child, it seems yeah. very, like, black and white. Yeah. Because also, your actions communicate things. A lot of people don't realize this, I guess. But, but if you do something, it says something. Yep. Or if you don't do something, it says something. So, she... They're on one Hang of on, their... I gotta get this. I have this, like, toxic pillow under my butt. <laughs> and it's not helping. Ah! The pain! Oh, 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 God. 
Isn't Ugh. that, you know, the, the, the moment when you realize that your coccyx pillow is worse than sitting without it? Mm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, the, when they go on one of their weird, very cold walks as a family, which, like, I've been to cold places in the winter. People don't fucking do this. I don't know. You're not going for a walk in five degrees. Like, five degrees is so, so I, very cold. So cold. It's like you can't think. This isn't me cold. being, like, a California bitch. Because, like, when I would be <laughs> in Montana. one of those California bitches you hear about. <laughs> well, when we would go to Montana in the winter, people stay inside. Like, you don't go for a walk. Like, that is so cold. And the fact that the dad's just, like, sitting there out, like, like on the Smoking beach, first of all, which is— pipe. And Which is even colder. Like, Maine, with the humidity and it being five degrees, like, that is so cold. And the fact that this dad is just chilling and she's, like, building little rock structures because she's so fucking bored and cold. I was like, there's just no way that there's there's no way that whatever. Barring that. Um, and so she's out on one of the walks with dad and Susan and Todd. And she, like, kind of falls back, and they kind of group together. And she's like, I wonder if they, like, even notice that I'm not walking with them. Which is, like, a classic teenage, like, I need proof of your love for me, and so I'm going to, like, isolate myself and wait and see if you, like, come to me. And the thing is, none of them turn around except for Todd. Little Todd. Poor Todd. I, I was, I really liked Todd. And then I hated Todd when he was evil. But then... But, like, you hate him because he's evil. Not right. because he's, like, sucks as a human. Right. It's because he's turning into an evil vampire boy. Right. And, and like, I hated him for what he was in, in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And then... Because I also didn't understand the extent of the thrall. Mm-hmm. So, like, afterwards when he's like, I said all these things to you. I didn't mean it. And he instantly is like, I'm so sorry. Like... Then I was like, oh, he's so sweet again. So I just did not understand how deeply Vincent. It was so had, disgusting like, when he them. had Vincent on oh his lap. God. It's so disgusting that he was calling it kisses. Vincent I was, termed it like biting Todd's neck. He was call, he called it kisses. And then Todd was like, no, kiss me. I like it when you kiss me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. I'm gonna throw I was up. literally going to so fucking throw up. fucking horrifying. Yeah, that this he has this like five year old boy asking for mm-hmm. kisses. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's like little kid asking for kisses. Like it was so gross. But also Vincent was capitalizing on Todd feeling like the new baby was going to replace him. Yeah, yeah. And I liked too how the parents were like, like when they're like, oh, he's like worried about the new baby. But we already talked to him, so like he shouldn't be like that. I was like. Hello. Think. Wake up, <laughs> idiot. One talk is going to make the, him feel that's better. The scariest thing for a child is yeah. the idea that your parents might love you less. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly what Cinda is going through. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable for both of them. These parents, or specifically like, this very fucking dad. normal ways to be reacting to these situations. This dad is just doing this over and over again to like different kids. <laughs> and I understand it's like, okay. Everybody has to deal with a sibling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, but it, there is a point where you're like, serious, get over it. It's a really serious thing to a child. Mm-hmm. 
And so you can't just expect that like one conversation is going to nip it in the bud. And you're like allowed to be annoyed like with your partner. You, you know, like like you and your partner can be annoyed privately and be like, oh my God, he's being so fucking annoying about this. But you can't just be like, but he has to be better by now. So like whatever. Yeah. Well, he's not. So like, we you talked to- about it. So I'm done. Yeah. Like, so no, you have to, to keep talking to him and keep showing yeah. that it's not that even though it's going to be different, mm-hmm. that that fundamental thing is not going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The this dad sucks so much. So basically, um, Cinda, she gets there um, and also her dad is fucking two hours late to pick her up. That, too. I was so annoyed. And this is back before they had cell phones. So already, like, he doesn't realize that he has not set, he, that he has created a context that his daughter lives in and operates under. And he's just like, he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. It was like crazy traffic. But it's like, but you have to realize that, like, for two hours, she thought you forgot about her. Because I've had that. My parents were habitually late picking me up anywhere because my mom, like, is self-obsessed and, like, does not. Like, 10 minutes before she's supposed to be somewhere, she'll, like, sit down and eat something. And she's not even that hungry. And I'll be like, Mom, it is a 40-minute drive to wherever you're going. And she's like, it's fine. But it's, like, that feeling of just, like... The dad should have known and left earlier. Yeah. You lived there. You You live there. You know that the roads are going to be bad right now. Yeah. What are you doing? And then to get there and just be like, oh, yeah, sorry, LOL. And then expect her to just like bounce back and like be like okay now we're gonna have fun i'm gonna tell you how great everything is i'm gonna tell you how great my new my new family are like i understand that that you're trying to like set her up to like them but like he didn't even ask her about her life yeah come on he didn't talk to her about he was just he wasn't trying to relate to her on any on on her actual like who she is yeah ever ever no no, he just talks about his own life. Mm-hmm. No questions. He didn't ask her one question. Um, so he like takes her to this diner and he's like, oh my God, you're going to love this new life. And she's like, okay, m- maybe. And she's kind of like trying to be present, but can't really because she's still kind of like stressed. And then the waitress comes and she's like, oh yeah, are you going to say tell her that it's haunted? And she's like, what and the dad um, <laughs> how dismissive he is of this shit like openly mean that annoyed me it's fine if you don't believe it but like you can like, you he's can like, be That's not real. polite to your waitress yeah 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 and then later be like oh you know she's always got some like idea or whatever but to just but that's how he is and that's why he's the perfect dad for vincent, vincent. yes to yeah. to sucker because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, we know as adults and kids. He's a sucker. <laughs> True. He's a vampire. He is a vampire. Um, so then um, they leave. Oh, right. She's like, by the way, there's like a ghost. Um, my mom or my friend, my friend, my mom, my friend. Oh. It's the she, cleaning lady. Right. Martha. She's like, my friend is a cleaning lady at the place. And she always says that she feels something weird whenever she's in the house. Like someone's watching her. Anyway, have fun <laughs> and welcome to town. <laughs> and sorry, I freaked you out. And also, here's the other thing. Everyone else keeps saying like, it is so fucking cold. Everyone, except for the dad. The dad is like, isn't it great? Da-da-da-da-da. And like, 
everyone's like, this is the coldest it's ever been. This is really horrible. He's just so in denial. And he's also in denial about how creepy his inn is when it's not occupied. Everybody else remarks on it. And he's like, I love it. I just love the time to myself. And I'm like, you fucking fucking marry yourself, dude. I mean, yeah. Well, because he's like, it's so great. I can just focus on my book. And I like how Susan. I know. Poor. And that's the other thing. Like Susan. I hope Susan wakes up and is like. Me and Todd and Cinda are gonna go. Yeah, and my new baby, mm-hmm. uh, and the new baby, deserve better than this self-centered man. Yeah, he sucks majorly. Plucked me out of my freshman year of college when I was eighteen before I knew any better or knew anything of the world, and then plunked me down uh, to run his dream in so that he could write. Because that's the thing. He's not even really what are running the inn. I Susan's guess he's dreams, Jeff. I guess he likes cooking. He came to like cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was required. And he's like, oh, this was mine and Susan's like dream together. And I'm like, I would like to hear that from Susan's mouth, please. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, according to who? Yeah. You? You. The groomer. Because, yeah, because she was 18. She didn't have, she had her own dreams, I'm sure. I don't think her dream was, I want to move in with, like, a 39-year-old guy and his. So that he can write books and so he can I write can books. fucking cook and sew and clean his inn. I mean, maybe there's some people who want that. I hope she wants it. I just don't know because we never hear it from Susan. Never. So, at first, it's kind she of. She is exhausted. She's pregnant and she's exhausted. Yeah, and she needs help, and she does. Because when he's like, oh, Vincent is going to be staying here for months. She's like, months? Yeah. Like, I'm used to, I can handle, like, him being here for a couple nights. I don't have the stamina for a months-long guest. And he didn't even take that into consideration. Like, if that's the case, don't be open. And he's like, well, you know that, like, we need the money because, like, my book isn't done yet. And it's like, okay, so that's only on her? I know. I fucking hate Jeff. Well, and that was the thing, too. Like, the mom, like, um, Cinda's mom at the beginning of the book, we find out she, like, thinks that both things that the dad is doing are fiscally irresponsible. Yeah. Because they are. Because he's like, okay, well, you have to support me in both my weird dreams. You have to support me in being an author and then also in having this in. And those are both my dreams, but you have to make them your dreams too. Why do you, why do you have to have two dreams? <sighs> Again, I just want to know that Susan actually wanted this life. Because otherwise this feels like a very Vincent and Cinda dynamic between them. <laughs> I know. And I think it is one. So then, Seems like. So then Cinda moves in and she... Instantly, her dad is like, can you help, like, do all these things around the house? And can you help um, Susan with Todd? And can you help, instead of, like, him doing that, which I understand her uh, frustration, because it's like, you aren't, you only want the good parts of having a daughter around. Like, you don't want, and, and good parts for him. Right. Like not even yeah. like spending time with the daughter or anything like that. It's like, oh, another set of hands around the house. Again, this like just really reminds me of my dad. Really? Of, like, uh, I don't want to have to deal with any of your emotional mm-hmm. turmoil or like you wanting anything for me. 
But if I want things from you, I should have full access to that. And if you mm -hmm. don't give them freely and lovingly and without comment, then you're a bad daughter. Yeah, you're ungrateful. I'm a great father mm -hmm. for doing the, the <clears throat> bare minimum. But mm -hmm. if you don't do absolutely everything that I expect of you for my life, Mm -hmm. for my work, for my friends, for my new wife, mm -hmm. then you're a problem and maybe I don't love you as much. And yeah. uh, uh, the cruelest thing he said to me uh, when I refused to go and help him dry out uh, when he, his alcoholism was at its worst uh, was he said, I quote, you're just like every other woman in my life. Well, maybe you are. There were Not only women in his life. Yeah. There were no men. Yeah. Because all the men, like, d don't feel the need to fucking take care of this, like, mess. Mm hmm And so when he only like was surrounded by women who were like, this has to change. You can't yeah. be like this. Or, or, like, he expects things from them and they don't immediately, like, when mm -hmm. he says jump, they don't say how high. And it's like, oh, fucking women. Well, yeah, and that's the thing too, right? It's like, well, maybe it's not every woman in your life and maybe it's it's like when people are like, oh, the world is so mean to just me. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, maybe it's... It's you, actually. Calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this dad is very... Yeah, you're right. He's very similar. Like, that's his credo, I feel like. Mm -hmm. He's like, just let me do what I want to do. God, you're just like... You're just like Susan. <laughs> like, when she's, like, asking me to, like, help out with, like blank when I'm trying to finish my book well and literally yeah I am kind of like Susan because I'm currently being groomed by a 30 something yeah I'm very much like Susan in that respect. more than you'd think mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and we're both being let down by you so I guess that's another thing that we have similar yeah and I want to like talk and bond and all you want to do is talk about my education mm -hmm. <laughs> also classic dad is like I want to like f form a connection and you just want to talk about like budget and where I'm going to college mm -hmm. oh my god when she is like at the beginning when she's like trying to come up with some like she's she's like looking for a moment to like really have a talk Connection, with her dad yeah and he won't let her get a word in edgewise because he's so busy talking about like just bullshit that she doesn't care about and she noticed that she's like he's trying to keep it from getting too serious and but when she like quotes a poem he knows oh my god he's like oh you know Coleridge and like you know he's just gonna like tell all of his fucking writer friends like my my teenage daughter knows Coleridge mm -hmm. and then that's all he fucking cares about is what he can tell his friends mm -hmm. is impressive about his daughter mm -hmm. and also like doing the emotional labor of being a father no yeah. thanks yeah and like oh I'll connect with you on this thing because you've ventured into my world yeah, you were and talking so you made about it very poetry, easy so like, for me. yeah, let's bond about that. But like, you want to talk about ghosts? That's fucking stupid. Yeah. And also the... And, I, and how embarrassing that you would believe that. Also the, um, the genderification of like belief in the supernatural and belief mm -hmm. in it's that. It's like and, very gendered, yeah. Yes. And like, he's the only like man... like a women's superstition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like for these characters is because it's real for these women it is real and you're just you're the idiot for walking around in this house every fucking day and not noticing there's a goddamn ghost in the house in yeah fact, you're too busy like 16. considering yourself like fucking king of the world to notice that you're not yeah and 
you know what you mentioned you were like oh there were no men in my dad's life there's no other men aside from vincent in this book and and he respects vincent more mm-hmm. than every other woman in his life and, and he just met his children are basically women to adult yeah. sexist men yes yes because he he literally just met vincent and he's like i trust him oh <gasps> Oh, my God. And then the other thing, too, like this part. Oh, we'll get to it. The fucking like rape allegation. I did not see that coming. And I was when he like, did that, I was like, you are crazy. Vincent, like fucking like went nuclear. Yeah. I was like, he does not play around. Yeah. You but mess with Vincent. Fact- he's going to like fucking go right for the jugular. But also the fact that like if they the parents <laughs> did too. believe that. <laughs> if they if they really did believe that then why didn't they call the police and instead they're just like he needs to like go He's away sick. i was like he needs i was help. like what he be on drugs yeah it's like again like we're really affording it's it it feels very much like well we don't want to ruin this young man's bright future because of one mistake and it's like to your daughter to your daughter and 1995 so i mean i guess a lot has changed since then thankfully because a lot has stayed the same a lot has stayed the same like and 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 also like we operate in a different you know everyone lives in their own like peer circle there are areas of the united states where you know a teenage girl would tell her parents hey like i've been seeing this guy and he's 35 and the parents would be like how could you rather than get this how man could away. this man manipulate my teenage daughter or um, there'd be some parents who'd be fine with it I mean, they'd be like oh i'm so glad that you got have a husband yeah now. or i'm so glad oh gosh he's so impressive good for you i also liked and this so feels i mean it just feels so accurate so he's like, I'm a poet, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, my God. Wow, That's he's so exactly deep. what I thought he would do. But also, his poetry is non-existent. He's not writing any poetry. He's not doing yeah. shit. They so look in his room at the end, and it's just, like, illegible scribbles. Yes. So it literally, it, it so reminds me of, like, when you're in high school and you, like, meet some older guy that's, like, hanging out with you guys and you're like, well, he has a job, blah, blah, blah. But then you like really think about it and you're like, this dude is a manager at a radio shack and he's hanging out with 15 like, year olds. When I was dating uh, my rapist in uh, college, who I was 22 and he was 31. And, and it was like, oh, he's so impressive. He's like a graduate director. He's like a graduate student director. Um, and and he had he had like made a short film and and he like made short films with his friends and like oh so impressive and then he showed one of his short films and it was like basically it was trying to be like a mockumentary of a group of people making a porn based on hamlet and it was the worst shit i've ever fucking seen so it's like okay sure he can say like i've made a short film Mm -hmm. what is the short film is it any good well, the yeah. answer is no. No. And the answer is always like, it It always makes a teenage girl feel cool that like an older guy is interested in them. Yeah. But unfortunately, what always has to be stated is like only a 
fucking loser. Yeah. A giant fucking loser is going to go for somebody. And there are exceptions. There are, and I know exceptions. But the general rule is a, only a giant loser is going to be interested in somebody like that much younger than him. And especially in like, we are all unfortunately victims of the society that we live in. Damn, we live in a society, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but like, it's true. Like if the world is telling you that it is okay, right? So like, let's say the 1800s, then you operate under that assumption that it's okay. Even if it's not right, back then you you can't you be expected. You only know what you're taught. Yeah, to have yeah. a 20 first century sensibility in 1890 or whatever that being said i don't personally know of any exceptions among people i know so i'm not afraid to say because people like our age that i know so i'm not afraid to be like yo if you are 30 and you're dating a 16 year old oh well that's yeah there's no <laughs> excusing that like you're a but fucking I was thinking loser. Like Thirty-one to twenty-two is like there. I have trouble. With I that. know, and I know of at least one person where I'm like, no, that's an actual good relationship. Mm -hmm. They're a good match. They're happy together. They've been together ever since. Like they've mm -hmm. been together for mm -hmm. like ten years. Mm -hmm. They have shared interests. Right. Like she's very impressive on her own, and mm -hmm. and like they they seem. Of like very similar maturity, mm -hmm. um, but the rule is it doesn't make you cool; it makes him uncool. That's the issue: is that like no matter what, you can't change the fact that you're fucking sixteen, and that unfortunately is lame. Like you, you can be a really cool not, sixteen year old who yeah. is cool to other sixteen year olds. But if I know someone now who brings around a fucking sixteen year old, I'm like, that guy is a freak, a loser, and a pedophile. Mm hmm. And like, that just means all the women his age weren't no better his bullshit. Yeah, they see and it. And so he had to peddle it to somebody younger who like didn't know that it was bullshit. Who doesn't know that they can that they deserve to desire someone on their own terms. Like you are banking on the fact that they don't know that they can have autonomy in who they want and who. And this is just me speaking from experience, like really like I, I remember also like just dating or sleeping with a lot of guys that were like gross <laughs> and being like like not even gross, like like in behavior, but just like gross in like their hygiene or how they looked or just like how attractive I was to them or whatever, because I was like. There, right. We've talked about this where and I think a lot of people, not even necessarily women, like I think much more women, but I do think a lot of people in general feel like, well, if someone expresses desire in me, that's so mean. If I don't like them back, like that's mean, but it's not fucking mean. You just don't. So that's OK. But like and it's definitely more for women how like, we're be polite yeah mm -hmm. it's, i like that book um where the girl murdered the other girl and stole her pen pal friendship oh yeah and that there was that guy at the school who was interested in her <laughs> and <laughs> no no don't remember <laughs> that <laughs> don't thumbs up this story no <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking apple. Um, for, for anybody not watching the video, I just like sort of did a thumbs up and apple thought did it, it was back. like thumbs up like yeah thumbs up on this cool story where the guy was interested in the girl and and all of the friends were like what well he wants to dance with you so you have to dance with him yeah like no you don't you if you don't want to dance can, with somebody you don't ever have to dance with no. that person you don't you and 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 let that be right i mean i know everybody listening knows this but just like really know it right because you can know it and then when the moment comes not know it and um, yeah it's like it's so hard to get to like and I think mostly th- this podcast is listened to by people our age. And so we're probably yeah. not reaching the intended audience for this message. But, like, please believe us when we say these things to you. I mean, I don't know. Like, there, I remember, like, when I could still afford therapy. And I was, like, <laughs> a thing that I was working on as a 30, maybe I was 34 at the time, 34-year-old woman um, is don't do things that you don't want to do in general do them while they're fun and then don't do them when they're not and that does i mean that's not like don't do your taxes anarchy now but um yeah our taxes but like terrible thing (laughs) yeah seriously uh but don't like social things or whatever like it is totally fine to be like I don't want to have this person in my life. I don't want to be friends with this person. I don't want to like go to this party. I don't want to. That's okay. This trip. I don't want to like be with you every step of the way on this interest of yours. Yeah. Or like, I don't want to date this person or be with this person or whatever. Now, granted, like there are, you can do a cost benefit analysis in your head, right? Like you can be like, okay, I'm this like friend is having their birthday and this person's very important to me. And you can be like, I don't really feel like getting out of bed and going to this thing, but I know that once I'm there, I'll have fun. Yeah, there's a difference between like kind of having to force yourself out of the house mm -hmm. versus I know when I get there, I'm going to be like uncomfortable or feel it'll be weird or I I don't like the people present Mm -hmm. because they don't treat me well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Yeah. There's a difference between not wanting to go to a party because you're, like, depressed and it's hard to find the motivation to go. And mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a party because, like, it's a toxic environment when yeah. I get there. Yeah. Because, like, th- and that's exactly it. Where it's, like, you because c- I don't like when people are, like, I'm going to use therapy speak to just be the most selfish person imaginable. Yeah. But it is, like, if you don't. And I'm, I'm, I'm. Purposely avoiding their therapy speak in this conversation of just being like, if you don't want to, don't do it. And you know in your core, right? Like if you're like, this person's kind of toxic and it's just going to be a networking event and I don't really want to go to this. I'm not going to, what, I'm going to like stand by the fucking snack table and just like be awkward and have a weird conversation with someone who doesn't give a shit about me? Or is it like, these are people that I really love and I'm kind of feeling icky, but they always make me feel better. So I'm going to go and then you go yeah. and then they do make you feel better. Um, but I think and we've talked about this, too. There is a confusion between this person desires me and that's exciting and that's creating desire for me because I'm not I'm either a not used to it or b like you're going along because you're just like, oh, that's like nice. <laughs> um, uh huh. 
And like, because this is like a good, like I desire this person back fully. And yeah. It, and, and this is, feels like good and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like this, like, cause you can feel flattered. You, yes. You can you feel flattered them. or excited or like, mm -hmm. Ooh, I got a little pep in my step. Cause like mm -hmm. everyone likes being told like, Hey, like with no expectation. Mm -hmm. Hey, looking good. Oh, thank you. I put effort into my outfit or my hair or whatever. <clears throat> but like, I, I was just thinking this the other day, not to be like <laughs> ick or whatever, like grossy, but like when you are in a relationship with someone that you like very much desire and like think is very sexy and like is like where you are still excited about them and like about like, ooh, like maybe they'll kiss me or like maybe I'll kiss them or whatever. And it's just so funny how like I, like having that now and then I look back and I'm like, damn, I cannot believe how many times I was just like, well, I guess this is just my life. Oh, this is just what it is. This is just what it is. This is what everyone has where it's just like you just meh, whatever. And not to get too like into the weeds on like my past relationships or my current relationship, but just like having it now. And that's not to say I, I've definitely had that in relationships in the past. This isn't to say that like I've never been like, you know, attra attracted to or excited by people that I've been with. But like it just so puts into relief like all the times that you weren't. And then you're like, fuck. There were so many times that I was just like, meh, I'm friends with this person, so that should be enough, right? Oh, my God. I'm friends with this person, so that should be enough? Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, come on. No. I think that was it, too. Like, I didn't know that I deserved to, to want that much. I pictured it as that much, like to be selfish or greedy, to like want someone that I fucking wanted that I like thought was so fucking sexy and so hot and so whatever both in like in every in every way like personality their looks everything and to be so excited by someone like I just thought like Ugh, that's annoying teen dream shit like how how come you could think you could want that and it's like oh I do deserve to want something like that and I never knew I never knew so much to focus on what I wanted I was so focused in the past on like, well, I want to be the most for this other person, but I never knew that I deserved to want someone that was the most to me. And I hope that Cinda gets on that journey. She doesn't have to end up with Will. What's that? Is that his name? Will? I mean, she is the interested nice boy. in Will. She is interested in him, but she doesn't have to be with him forever. No. I felt so bad for Will every time he showed up and she's like, oh, he's not, because I've been he's there too. Yeah. He's not like this adult man. He just like looks gawky and like teenage. And it's like, bitch, you are. That's, that's the moment <sighs> where I was like really like flashing back to my own past. Mm -hmm. of just like, man, I wish I hadn't turned down what was the healthier mm -hmm. reciprocated option mm -hmm. versus the like, romantic unrequited mm -hmm. option full of like drama and just like wanting wanting them to want me instead of like seeing it through with this the person in front of me who definitely did want me mm -hmm. and who if I'd been like forgetting about if I'd been like yeah. ignoring if I'd given up on the unrequited one that seemed like 
that had like the story attached to it and yeah, the drama it's more sexy, attached more to dangerous, it. Yeah, the more, romance mm-hmm. of not of it being unrequited. If I had just let that go, then I would have like seen what was right in front of me. Yeah. Like so I think like because if I had if I had like given up on that manager who I had a crush on in high school who I worked at the movie theater with Mm -hmm. and dated the guy who was actually interested in me who I like really laughed with who I thought was like actually like really like really attractive Mm -hmm. but I was so like hung up on the idea of being with the manager guy yeah and I was so and it was like well, I'm going to college and like he'll still be living in San Diego. And so I I shouldn't do that because the mature thing is to like not stay with the guy from your hometown and like see what happens in college. Whereas if I had just like had the relationship with the the great guy in front of me, then I probably wouldn't have had like five bad relationships that came mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I kept doing that. I kept choosing the like, Oh, I, I'm just, like, waiting for him to like me more. Yes. And so and I there's, kept not choosing the person who very clearly did like me more. Yeah. Well, and also, like, it's stupid. You look back on it and you're like, oh, my God, the fucking tap dancing I was doing and the, like, like pretty much begging, right? Begging to be desired and treated like someone who fucking wants you and who loves you. And you look back on it and you're just like, that was so humili the the daily humiliation of like, like, pay attention to me, want me enough, want me like I want you, love me like I love you, is so, it's so funny because I'll look back on it on myself and be like, oh, you idiot. Like, but like, I look at it, you know, when other people say like, oh, I did that. I'm like, I was there too. Like, I don't look at it with this like. Yeah, I don't. It's like, well, just like with Cinda, it's like. That's what that's my what my relationship with my dad was. And so that's what I sought out in romantic relationships is the the withholding guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I was I was probably on some level just seeking the ultimate validation of yeah. finally getting them. Yeah. Well, I'll make this them, one like that me. particular one yeah. to like me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'll, if like I'll if get they this ever one. had I probably would have been over it and I would have been on to the next withholding guy because that was my sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so easily, like the image is so easily transferable where you're like, okay, well then I'll get this this one who acts like you, dad, to finally like me. And then and, and then it'll feel like you Yeah, and me. then it'll feel like ultimately my dad loved me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was also like, it's like that moment in I Heart Huckabee's where Naomi Watts is like losing her mind. And she's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Please look at me. Please look at me. Please look at me. <laughs> it also felt like that because if somebody showed interest in me, it freaked me out and scared mm-hmm. me. And so I think that was also why I went for the unrequited guys because like, oh, they won't touch me because they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just keep pining after them. Whereas the person who wants to touch me, that's very scary to me. Because then it gets very real and scary uh-huh. and, and present. Mm-hmm. I just think, hmm, I just think that my first relationship really fucked me up a lot. And I remember, like, having a crush on, I mean, we've talked about that thing of, like, having a crush on someone and then they have a crush on you back in high school and you're just like, well, we can never do anything about it because then people will know we like each other. Yeah. Um, 
but also like I think I was poisoned a lot by that first guy um because he would just you know he'd be like well you're so crazy and like no one else will ever be with someone that crazy and like he was you know a very fucking bad person and I really do hope the worst for him um but I also remember like while I was with him I had a crush on this guy and the guy had a crush on me and I remember this uh, this other guy and I remember like I was so I thought he was so hot and so funny and so like we just got along really really well and we hung out a lot but also I had this thing that was very dangerous but very safe which was my current relationship and I was like I don't want to lose this because the other thing's not a sure thing and also my my i think the result of my childhood was like i don't feel prioritized often like if i give someone the chance to tell me like are you worth this like they'll say no because i was told very often that i was not like whatever and and also just like not prioritized over someone else that was being wrong like someone else that was bad and harmful and abusive I was like told like well you're like we just have to deal with it and so like that of like feeling like if I I I don't really I think it was like if if I lose this thing that this like very sure thing this person that does put me above everything else because he wants to control me and because frankly I was out of his fucking league he was a disgusting turd Person. why he had to make you feel like shit yeah he would like make to me feel amazing but then also make me feel like shit and then like it's like i'm like, the only really, one who can make you yeah. feel amazing because you're crazy and stupid and unlovable yeah yeah and so then i was like well i can't depend on that from someone else i can't like i'm so scared of like what could have been a really good thing because this person has told me that i can only get love from them um and so I think like every time like I would get into these like new relationships, I'd be like, well, this is better than the last one. <laughs> and it's like, sure. It's like, well, I'm not outright being abused. Yeah. Like I'm not being raped by this guy. So so like even though I don't fully love him. Well, even though he cheats okay. on me every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even though this he guy has cheated me on crazy. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally even though he's cheated on me while at the same house party, um, that's okay because at least he's not physically abusive. Uh-huh. And then like the next one, actually, you know what? After that guy, because I dated a couple guys in between that it was fun and like exciting and sexy and everything like that. But like we just didn't, I actually still look back on those relationships fondly because I'm like, you know what? Thank God I dated those guys, right? Because then I wasn't like permanently um, scarred about relationships in between because like I learned that you can end a relationship with someone and they won't hate you forever because we were we both were just like I think I was one who ended both of those but I was just like I I just don't think we care about each other enough to want to keep doing this and they were like okay and then it was fine that really helped um but yeah isn't it so I I I, I wish I hope Cinda <laughs> has you know an easier time I, than we did i hope will 
you know, Will- helps to, helps to undo a lot of the Vincent trauma. Will and is a lot so of the, frankly kind. Jeff trauma. Yes. Well, also the fact that like Will, she straight up is so mean to Will at times. Yes. And he's like, wow, okay. But then the next day he's like, sorry, I just didn't realize that you were like really upset about this other thing. And I'm like, he's not even holding it against you? Yeah. I I mean, it is also like, okay, Will, please be with somebody who doesn't treat you like shit. I know. I know. I wish better better for Will. But in Cinda's defense, she was enthralled to a vampire. (laughs) I know. And that's why she was being so mean to Will. I know. Um, Because she did like Will. And then on top of it, too, like, Will, then she was trying to... by the to, way, for listeners oh, yeah. who didn't read the book, is the grandson of Martha Bigelow, the woman who cleans the, the inn. Um, and he's, and like, comes cute to pick her up and every sweet. day. And he's, yeah, he's, he's like, teenager. He's, like, teenage boy cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is really nice to Todd and spends a lot of, like, quality time with Todd. And Todd just thinks the world of him. Um, I like that he's like kind of unpopular at school, but you know that he's going to be so hot when he gets older and like it's going to be a thing where like, oh, all these freaks peaked in high school. He makes yeah. these like mournful watercolors. Um, but he can also she just likes. like illustrate like fun, like comic book oh, scenes yeah. for Todd. He's nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so I support that relationship happening. And when she's trying to tell Will what's going on and she, she like Vincent has made it so she literally like cannot say or even think the word vampire. Mm-hmm. He's like she, taking like, the word. She knows what her. he is, but he's taking the word from her mind and she Which can't use so, it and she can't. Ugh, that so feels scary. So like so real scary. though. That's and so it's, real. It's like such a good um analogy for not being able to name the kind of abuse yeah. that somebody's perpetrating against you because like if this weren't a vampire story, if it was just a story of an older guy going to a girl's room at night and, and like, um, forcing himself on her. But, like, she's attracted to him and she, like, sort of wants to have sex with him, but she knows she's, like, not actually ready for it. And, and it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, scary sexual experience and, and kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. It would be really hard for a teenager to name that. Mm-hmm. It's, like... But I do. I want. I want sexual attention from him, but I don't like the way that he, mm-hmm. like, gives it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I let him in, and I do want to have sex with him, but I don't like how he, I feel afterward. Yes, but I'm the bad one for letting him in my room, and that's what like so many yeah abusers count on. Yeah making their victims feel i also love that they're the bad ones for letting them in oh yeah i also loved too that like he awakens right this like sexual desire that she considers to be like in the book it's like he's kind of changing her because some of his spit like goes in her blood so like it makes her slightly vampiric and um, yeah it's like she and todd are being slowly 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 turned into vampires just by him feeding off of them Mm mm-hmm and so she then starts to, like, she starts to feel this desire to, like, bite Will. And she, like, she wants and to keep him blood. away from him or from her because she's like, I am dirty now. Like, I. Mm-hmm. I'm bad I'm, and my I'm desires bad. are gross. And, yes. Yeah. And it's like that thing of, like, that you start to associate sex as either bad or, you know, in some cases, it's like this is the only way that I can get 
like love or attention. And it just feels so real. Um, I thought this book was really good. I thought that it really felt like a really good use of using genre to talk about something very real. Mm-hmm. And that's geared towards people of the age that can be victims to this. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, because sometimes you just got to burn that fucker down. Sometimes you just have to burn him to a fucking crisp. That's what you got to fucking do. You got that's to. That's what they do. <laughs> and that's what they do. They do burn him. Because um, like, so she's trying to well tell Will what's going on. Oh, and yes. she she can't say it. And so she try, she bites him on the neck to try to like communicate, like, show what's going on been going on and vincent enters sees that she's trying to like get will's help calls the parents in and is like i came in on will trying to rape your daughter and she literally can't speak up for will because she's under vincent's oh yeah she's starting to pass out literally pass out yeah she literally passes out rather than be able to speak an ill word against vincent and Vincent has Todd under his spell, too. So Todd is, like, willing to back him up and be like, yeah, Will's bad. Will's bad. Um, Because she, like, takes Todd to Will's grandfather's shack where he he paints and is like, you've got to help us get out of there. And they concoct a plan, too. Because Vincent tells her, like, oh, I can't, like, garlic doesn't affect me. Crosses don't affect me. Sunlight doesn't affect me. But she accidentally knocks a candle over on his desk, sees that it freaks him out, and is like, oh, I think he's afraid of fire. So they come up with a plan to um for her to lure Vincent there. Um he'll will will leave a bunch of like gasoline soaked rags out where she can just like throw a match on them because she's like, I don't think I can raise my hand against him mm-hmm, either. Mm-hmm. She'll throw the matches, escape out a trap door and get away. Yeah. But she drags Todd there and then Todd says that she dragged Todd lies and says Will tried to hurt them there. And so yeah. then they they call the police and, and Will gets questioned for like hours and hours. Mm-hmm. So like th- there's no way that Cinda can tell her parents the truth and they're under Vincent's thrall. But she does because Vincent is so arrogant that his plan is going to work. And, and he's like making plans to turn Todd and Cinda into his vampire children. And it's going to be a whole interview with the vampire situation. And they're all going to like live in Manhattan as rich, hot vampires. <laughs> um, but also then he's like, maybe I don't need Cinda because you're getting pretty annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll kill Cinda. Maybe we'll take Will because he seems like an interesting young man. I know and when he sees his like, art. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, 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 um. She is able to get Vincent there because he's so, like, arrogant that his plan is that, that like, she can't do anything against him. She does throw the matches down, drags Todd off, screaming, like, kicking and screaming, wanting to be back with Vincent. But as Vincent dies in the fire, his hold over them falls away. And that's when Todd, like, turns back into himself and apologizes for all the things that he said. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. very sad and sweet. And again, and Will it's just like so him. creepy that he's like, Vincent, I want Vincent. I want Vincent to kiss me. I want Vincent to tell me a story. The <sighs> fact that like Jeff and Susan are fine with this, like Todd sitting on this grown man's lap, uh, who's a stranger. In his bedroom. Like, in his bedroom. Like, I know they're under his spell, but ew. And then also like a, a moment that really grossed me out is like when he gets competitive with Cinda about who gets Vincent's kisses. I was like, this is so sick. 
That's like really fucked up. That he's kiss truly me, Vincent, not, kiss me, not yeah. her. Kiss me. I his love the way your kisses so good. feel. Yeah, Ew. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but Vincent does die. Thank God. Thank God. Burn, burn, burn. Oh, because oh my God, we forgot to mention this. The entire time she's being visited by ghosts. So she's oh, being yeah, visited the by the, the ghosts of the girls His who previous got, victims. And I loved, I loved, and this is similar to Crimson Peak, I think. I love when like a ghost is like, I want to help you escape what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, it just was so, I liked it's the, like. And then the ghosts get some of their own agency back and they get to like, they get closure. They get to help kill him. Well, yeah, because... Uh, they were like, oh, what, what if he escaped because Will didn't have time to put the padlock on the door because he got he taken away from rape. by the police. Yeah. Um, so then uh, what if he escaped the fire? And they were like, but we felt him die. So what happened? Then they look and they're like, oh, my God, because they go back to the site. And she's like, there is a padlock. And then she sees all the ghosts and they've done it. They worked together they to put the padlock, the padlock. And that was a really beautiful moment where they were just like, we're free finally. Yeah. I liked it. I liked this book. Me too. Um, obviously, if that's, I mean, this, I would say, can definitely be very triggering for someone. So, like, just if you. If you have this background. Yeah. yeah just read with care. But I did think it was, it can be healing to read it. And mm -hmm. it's very it well done. Thoughtfully written. There. There are frustrating moments for sure when the parents don't believe her, when the dad sucks. And I liked how complicated it was too. Like the, the dad wasn't evil, but he majorly sucked. Susan wasn't evil. She was just enthralled sometimes and yeah. also a victim as well. Yeah. I just thought this was a really good book. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And it's a really quick read too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. Mm -hmm. um, we really appreciate you. Um, a thank you to our Patreon listeners, patreon.com slash teen creeps. As has been whispered about in the Discord, um, we are offering videos, so you will be able to see us if you're on Patreon. That's just an additional uh, thing for you guys. Um, uh, they are shot vertically, just so you know, so you can watch it on your we phone. Figured, yeah, more people would be... Mm -hmm watching on their phone than not but. and also it's easier for me so yeah because we can't we I do, i'm not gonna have, have time to do edits so yeah edit both and now versions. i'm seeing and now i'm seeing Lindsay that a mm -hmm. lot of people are starting to do that instead of editing with cuts back and forth between people on podcast videos i am seeing some pretty big podcasts doing the same thing of having both people okay. on the screen at the same time you know why? Probably because they're uh, the people that edit those videos are really tired of editing cuts. Probably. Um, so that's a lot of work to try to figure out. Well, and also rendering. Rendering takes forever um, for videos. And so. then we'd have to offer both. And that's a lot of data to be like hosting and blah, blah, blah. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you're a member of Patreon of uh, $5 and up. Mm hmm uh yeah you 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 will just have access to that from now mm -hmm. on and then like for mm -hmm. each tier obviously like the eight dollar yeah. people like they also get videos of the special like eight dollar stuff as well yeah so our outside genre episodes also have, will have video. video 
Um, so thank you everybody for listening and a very special shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Adam Howlitz, Amanda K, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie H, Casey S, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Drew Waranis, Ellie Lagos, Elizabeth E, Emma, Emma M, Erica T, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jeffrey L, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Kodiak Siegel, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melanie M, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel C, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you, everyone. And also, I don't know if we like uh, re like reannounced the Discord. We've had a Discord for quite a while, but like, uh, oh yeah, have recently thrown more attention to it, especially in light of Twitter <laughs> crashing and burning. And Discord's in, just like a nice organized flames. place. Yeah, and it's uh, a much easier way for like a community of people to communicate. Yeah. So our link for that is in um, our Instagram bio. The like perma permalink is there. Yeah, the link tree mm -hmm. link will have that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, join so us on the Discord because everyone's fun on there. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I am getting so many good like video game recs and stuff too. And there's like a lot of people that like post like when Steam sales are or like when there's free games and just everybody talking about every there's like different text channels and stuff too so yeah that's what's like, nice about discord versus like um facebook is you can have the different channels mm -hmm. where you discuss different topics and mm -hmm. yeah and you can yeah. react to them and stuff it's fun and it's a cool way to connect with fellow creeps yep <laughs> all right so thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week until then keep it creepy forever this has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.